Hello, welcome to the first episode of our podcast called Drivers of Disruption. Before we go into the first episode, we want to do a quick introduction on the podcast, your hosts, as well as a sneak peek of the different topics that we're going to be covering. So the idea of the podcast started as, you know, a really simple concept. We want to create a space where we can explore, you know, the changing world of mobility. Um, there's right now significant changes happening in our society. There's changes in enabling technologies for mobility. There are changes as well in consumer behaviors, um, a lot due to the global pandemic we just had. Um, there's also changes that we're seeing to our you know, environment, to our climate, given the ways we've moved in the past. So what we want to do is we want to explore how consumers, how business leaders, how governments, other major stakeholders are, you know, reacting, acting, leading um, in the mobility space uh, due to these changes. So mobility is, you know, not just the story of how we're going to move goods and how we're going to move people and how it's going to impact us, but it's really a story of the people behind that. So the David versus Goliath, kind of the startups coming from uh, left field or, you know, the rebels breaking all previous rules, you know, maybe an incumbent that's uh, redefining itself. Uh, it's also, you know, the pioneers really ushering a new way that we're going to move, a new way that we're going to live. So the point of the podcast is to invite these folks and to talk about mobility. My name is Matthias Garibaldi. I'm going to be your co-host. Um, I'm a consultant at McKinsey. The majority of my work is in new business strategies uh, in the ecosystem of mobility, the ever-changing ecosystem of mobility. Uh, before that, I dabbled in venture capital, and then I also worked on electric vehicles at one of the major OEMs. I'm sharing my co-host responsibilities with my colleague and friend, uh, Ali Medak. Ali, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Matthias. It's so good to see you. Um, so yeah, hi everybody. It's really nice to be here. Uh, my name is Ali Madoc and like Matthias, I started my background in the industry space and that's what really piqued my interest on this topic. Mobility, the, the movement of goods and people uh, is fascinating, right? All the change going on, it's going to transform every single industry, every single person, everywhere. And so during my time at McKinsey and in my prior life working in industry on autonomous vehicle topics, I've now worked in 13 different countries on this topic. And it's been fascinating to see how different companies, different industries, different cultures are all embracing the, the future of mobility, as we like to say. Um, so uh, to kick off this uh, inaugural podcast, we have a very special guest with us today, Philip Kampschoff, who is the founder of the McKinsey Center for Future Mobility. Uh, Philip, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Great to see you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so Philip, we would love for you as our, our first guest to, to kick things off. Tell us about the founding of MCFM, its role in the mobility ecosystem, and your thoughts on this amazing space. Sure, I'm happy to do so. Um, yeah, we founded uh, the MCFM, as we call it, the McKinsey Center for Future Mobility, about, I would say, seven, eight years ago. And there was a time where 
a lot of the mobility mega trends were just getting started. You know, uh, we saw some of the first electric vehicle OEMs bring their vehicles to market. The topic around autonomous driving was picking up, micro mobility was sort of picking up. And at that point in time, a lot of our clients approached us and said, look, how do you think this world is going to change over the next 10 years or so? And uh, a lot of our clients, whenever they talk to the tech players, the VCs, the private equity companies and so forth, they felt um, everybody has a bit of a vested interest, you know, depending on who you're invested in or what's your right. primary technology. And they were looking for an independent institution that basically looked at the space and said, look, if we bring everything, all the facts on the table that we know about future mobility right now, this is how we think this is going to turn out. And that was basically the founding time of our MCFM. It's such a fascinating space. And you mentioned a little bit about the, the past trends you've seen, but tell us in the past five years, what do you think those big defining moments have been? And then I'm going to do the thing that everyone always struggles with, right? Tell us, look into your crystal ball. What do the next five years look like? What are, what are we going to be driving or what will be driving us maybe uh, in, in 2030? Yeah, we, we very closely look at sort of in, inorganic investments in this space. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the last five to 10 years, more than $500 billion have been invested into sort of the ACES wow. technologies, as we call it. So ACES stands for Autonomous Connectivity, Electrification and Smart Mobility. Um, interestingly enough, only a fraction of that inorganic investment came from the traditional automotive industry. More than 90% came sort of from the outside world, being it either venture capital, private equity, or a lot of the tech players that started to invest into that space. Now, the interesting thing about that is, you know, you can always make the argument that innovation is a function of time. But in reality, it's a function of time, but also the amount of resources that you put against it. Mm -hmm. And all of this money that came into the mobility space really led to an acceleration of all of these ACES trends. Now, I would say in the last five years, the trends that have probably picked up the most, and we all have seen it sort of in the commercials that we see uh, on television, is clearly electrification. That is one uh, around the globe um, that is probably right now having the most momentum. Uh, Certainly, connectivity is an important topic as well. Autonomous, I would say, has its up and down. Uh, especially when you think about level four autonomous so true quote-unquote robo-taxis. I think until we see them really at scale, it's still a few years out. Um, and smart mobility, I would say, um, when you think about sort of the e-scooters on the roads, mm-hmm. uh, that certainly um, was growing in the last years a lot. I would say a further acceleration during COVID when everybody, um, you know, was trying to be mobile and, and get around sort of by their own and use less public transport. Philip, you mentioned one thing that really caught my attention. You said that you know 90% of investments came outside of traditional automotive. So my question for you is this, as you know, the big shifts in enabling technology, the impacts on mobility, on you know retail or you know other industries, you know, how have the conversations that you've had with clients uh, grown from, you know, traditional automakers to now not only traditional automakers um, and mobility players, but to, you know, 
other companies in the space uh, adjacent to mobility that are now also being impacted? I think it's a great question. Um, while I would say our work mostly five years back, 10 years back was with traditional automotive players. Um, right. Think about the OEMs and suppliers that has truly changed in the last few years. And we see basically the lines of industries blurring very much. We see construction companies getting into charging space. We're seeing insurance right. companies um, uh, buy up auto repair uh, stores. We are seeing OEMs offering insurance products now. So it's very interesting when you look at the mobility space, the traditional lines of industries and how we allocated one company into one industry are truly blurring in the more recent years. And we see them cut across much more. Philip, you've been so generous with your time. Thank you for joining us for this inaugural episode. Um, before we close, give us some advice. Uh, any questions that you want us to ask our upcoming guests? Uh, I would say, so first of all, thanks for doing this. I think it's a brilliant idea and I'm really, really excited to, to listen to future episodes um, when you bring in people from the industry and just to see sort of their viewpoints as well. So thanks for doing this. Um, I would say, look, there's a lot of myth still around a lot of these future mobility topics. Um, when, when we talk about electric cars, you know, people always ask, are we going to have the batteries available to produce all of these cars? Can the grids actually handle it? You know, are, are you losing you know, a tremendous amount of range in winter? Or, or you know, will the batteries degrade so much over time? That after a few years, basically your electric vehicle won't go anymore. There's just so many questions. And I would love you guys also to, you know, maybe in each one of these episodes, you know, <laughs> take a little bit of a time and address some of these myths and, and just, you know, bring the, the, the right fact baits when it comes to the future of mobility. Love that. The Mythbusters. Uh, a little slogan. Maybe. <laughs> Thank you so much, Philip. Really pleasure having you. Really appreciate it. Thanks. Anytime. Thanks for having me.